Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Welcome to Radical Australia. We are firing on all cylinders today. Hello, Empress Dale Bridge, your Right Royal Highness, the Dowager of Radical <laughs> Australia. How art thou? I'm reasonably, I'm, I'm reasonable. You got the lasso ready in case I get out of control? Indeed, Dale? indeed. I can imagine. I'm just feeling high. <laughs> and I've taken no drugs. Ah, oh, bless you. It's unbelievable. You. Now, we do, we do have a special guest all the way from the French colonies, Jacques Boutoulis. <laughs> nice to meet you. Can we call you Jake? You can call me Jack. Yeah, now Jack, look, I don't know how you, look, I've done no research on you, I don't care, alright? <laughs> but, but I do care, but I don't That's really, reassuring. I, but the thing is, I don't want to really know about you, I want to learn as the listeners learn, alright? And I never do any research, not because I'm lazy, because it's, it's, a, it's a technique. Shut up, Dale. Well, you're, t- you're talking <laughs> to a researcher. Uh, that's, that, we'll find out about that. Now, we only ask two questions. You've got 55 minutes to answer. <laughs> And the first oh. question takes 10 seconds. Just to, just to orientate our listeners, what year were you born? 91. Uh, was that 1891? 1991. 1991. 1991. 1991. That's right. That's not very old. No, 25. And you've got... You're going to sp- spend 55 minutes talking to me about yourself <laughs> and you're 25. You must have had an extraordinary life, mate. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That sounds good. He's a bit worried, uh, Dale. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he will be. You'll, you'll look after him, won't you? He's only a baby. <laughs> well, we've had people. Who, we've had a 19-year-old in the studio, but I do draw the line at 10-year-olds. Now, <laughs> that's a good rule. Now, as, as you're only 25, you, you kind of got a good memory. What's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Uh, I remember the. Crash baby room. The crash cr- mm. baby room. Yeah, which would put me at about two, two and a half years old. And what do you remember about the crash baby room? The layout. What, what, tell us about the layout. Yeah, so I remember my crash pretty well, actually. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so you'd, you'd walk into the crash up the stairs, you'd turn left, and then at the end of the hall, on the right-hand side was the entrance to the to the baby room. Um, and I just, yeah, I remember all the, the high chairs right. uh, and, and the section for the, you know, the workers, the staff. Uh-huh. Um, you must be an intellectual if you remember all those things. But that's what happens when you're young. You do remember things, don't you? Yeah. I've been told that in that baby room I was sitting down one day and mm-hmm. um, did what was described by one of the staff members as the loudest fart she'd ever heard. 
excuse, on the floor. Excuse me. Look, there could be kiddies going home from school. They could be in the car listening. So you're passing wind, okay? You pass passing wind. wind. You don't fart. But okay. The loudest fart I've ever heard. Language warning. That, that's, that's, that's an achievement. Pretty, that is an achievement for a 25-year-old. I mean, is that your only achievement? Oh, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll find out. Do you, remember, do you remember what colour the, the crash room was? No, no, I think that's probably going a bit far. Yeah. You, you realise old men pay young women lots of money to relive that situation. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's maybe not go into that. Uh, but, but content warning again. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is blushing. <laughs> All right. Now, I usually ask this question and people... I've got to be careful here because obviously both your parents are still alive, are they? Yes. So we've got to be nice about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Where were you born? I was born in Moorabbin, at Moorabbin Hospital. Moorabbin Hospital? Nobody gets born in bloody Moorabbin Hospital. Yeah. What was wrong with your mother? <laughs> she went to Moorabbin Hospital. Did she know what the complication rate <laughs> in a small peripheral hospital? That may explain a lot of things, Jack. <laughs> A Raven Hospital. So you're a Melbourne boy, in other words, you're saying. That's right, All yeah. Right. Okay, so did you um, graduate from creche to uh, kind of preschool? Uh, graduated from creche to kindergarten, yeah. Kindergarten? Yeah. In what, in my Raven? That was in Bentley East. Bentley East, nice place. Bentley yeah, oh East. no, sorry. Uh, it's actually, no, technically it's Bentley. Bentley. Yeah. yeah. Well, you wouldn't. Well, I agree. I mean, who'd want to come from Bentley East? Uh, I mean, I've been to Bentley East, and there is, you know, really. Would you live in Bentley East? I I do happen to live in Bentley East. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! You know what they say? The apple fall doesn't fall <laughs> far from the tree. All right. Look, you're only 25. I've got to fill this bloody hour, Jack. All right. So there is going to be some, you know, some very intensive question about your early years. <laughs> now, I assume your parents were the most brilliant human beings in the, in the world. and They're pretty good, yeah. yeah cool. they're, they're not too bad. I can't, I can't really complain too much, right. actually. So you, you can't give us a, a story of child abuse and all that crap to explain. No. Nothing like that? No, no. not really. And you've got any brothers and sisters? Brother, yeah. And, what, younger. he abused you too? Oh, no, you're, he's younger. You abused him, did you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhat. <laughs> Somewhat. At, at times. Yeah, yeah. But still... I'm sure he abused me more than I abused him, though. Well, that's right. You're the older brother, obviously. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> can you tell us the highlights of your life at kindergarten? <laughs> oh God, you know, playing playing in the playground, really. Um, <laughs> cruisy, you know, playing with the other kids. Yeah, um, I like that. Cruising, cruising. You were cruising in the playground at your age. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh. You're playing the sand pit? Playing in the sand pit, yeah. yeah. There are no syringes in it, hopefully. Oh, Bentley I, I, East, you never know. Well, you know, if there were, it explains a lot. <laughs> all right, fair enough, all right. Obviously, then you went to primary school. Yes. Right. Yep. Where, where was that? Well, it started off at uh, Eastmore for prep. Eastmore? Eastmore Primary School. Where's that? It actually... Uh, so, it's in Bentley East. Um, oh. It's actually this... Uh, I think that's the, now the site of Bentley High School. Right, right. Um, and it, I was there in its last year, '97. Uh, well, they closed it because of your behaviour. I was, I was pretty bad. 
Yeah. We've had a, we've had a guest who was expelled from kindergarten. You weren't expelled from... No. <laughs> no good. I might, might have been close in primary school, though. Right. I think I remember throwing sticks and rocks over the um, over the fence at the... The girls' school? At the neighbours. <laughs> at the neighbours. <laughs> as I told my young son once when I was a parent in the dim, dark past, I think he, he indulged in a bit of um, stealing. I said, son... If you're going to steal, never steal from your neighbours because when they catch you, you're going to be in big trouble with me and the neighbours. So if you're going to steal, go somewhere else. So that's the advice <laughs> I'd give you. So what did you um, what did you excel at in primary school? Um, I'd say I probably excelled at sports, maybe more than anything. Um, but then, but even then, I didn't. I didn't. Re- I wasn't at the top of the field, you know. Uh, uh, so but I wasn't at the bottom. So what type of sports? Uh, I loved. You know, we had uh, rounders. If you've heard of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A bit like Vigoro, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved rounders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really yeah, like yeah. that. Dale's a Queenslander. She knows all about Vigoro. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah, very few people play Vigoro and rounders. That <laughs> <laughs> explains things about you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you played rounders. Let's just sit away in this conversation. <laughs> you played rounders. Rounders. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I liked uh, I liked athletics. Um, uh-huh. You know, running. Um, mm. I can't really say I liked cycling. I did no cycling then. I do more cycling now. Right. Um, I did play the piano throughout primary school. Although, excuse I d- me, you play a young man like you. You played. Was you, did your parents force you to play the piano? It was sort of about 50-50, I'd 50, say. 50 Yeah, a little yeah. from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, how yeah. did you go with the piano? Uh, I, w- I mean, I wasn't bad when I practised, but right. practising was the hard part and sticking oh, okay. to it. Yeah. So you did, obviously, you had a teacher, a piano teacher. I did, yeah, and nearby. Did, was it a he or a she? Or? It was a she. And did she say to you, uh, you're going to make a great pianist one day? I think she probably did at some point. Really? Whoa. <laughs> probably, probably said that to all her students. <laughs> Made me feel special, though. Oh, that's the thing about your mob, isn't it? In my days, they used to clip you around the head and make you feel like shit. And these days, we make you feel we make you feel special. But it's the same result, isn't it? At the end. Oh yeah, it didn't work. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> Did you find that um, you were interested in the written word in primary school, or you kind of? Uh, I remember in grade one writing uh, an essay, or you know, not an essay, you know, like some sort of a story. Um, and you had to pass it around to other students to get them to, you know, evaluate it. Ooh, and this is a very good school. And and the the person couldn't read my writing at all. And she she came up to me and she said, "Jack, what does this say?" And I said, "I don't know." <laughs> I think I'll call you Doctor Jack from now on. Yeah, if I yeah. couldn't read your writing. <laughs> So I was a doctor from an early age. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Jack, I can see that. All right, well, we've had this scintillating, perfect life, wonderful parents, great preschool, wonderful primary school, average student. So, I assume secondary college was next on the list, was it? Yeah. yeah. Now, where'd, you, where'd you go? Went to McKinnon. So Hi. What, Your what? state's... Oh, give me a hand, mate. We don't get any many of you people around here. <laughs> McKinnon, I know about McKinnon High. Well, I should have I should have said after so after Eastmore it was Tucker Road, by the way. That yeah, was the primary school. Tucker Road. Yeah. Oh, I know that area pretty good. That's where that Lebanese cafe is near Tucker Road. Or was it? Okay. Tucker Road down that way. Yeah. 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 Was it North Road. I've forgotten. Uh, 
Lebanese cafe. The not... big one that's got all the bloody traffic. Oh, on. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's not far from Tucker. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could talk about the geography. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the time. <laughs> so, you went to what? Tucker Road Primary School? Yes. How come you went from Eastmore to Tucker Road? Oh, because Eastmore closed in, in Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah, told yeah, me yeah, they yeah. closed because of your behaviour. That's, that's, right. that's right, yeah. yeah. But there was still, a, you know, there was still scope for rock throwing at, at Tucker Road, luckily, so. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, yeah. But, but McKinnon High, what was it like? Was this, this in the early 2000s or? Uh, yeah, early. Like, yes, early 2000s. What, what was yeah. it like for a young lad to go to a school of over a thousand kids? <laughs> Uh, intimidating. Intimidating? Yeah. Did you find it intimidating? I did, yeah. It was going, you know, I think that's a common theme among primary schools. You know, it's it's a relatively small community. You yeah. know, you know all the kids and then all of a sudden you're, yeah, you're amongst a thousand kids and yeah, yeah. it's it's intimidating. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think I think we all found our place relatively quickly. Like somebody just said, you sit there, Jack, and that's where you're going to be for the next six years, something like that? So, right? Yeah, something like that. You know, you know your place in life. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I found I found my my tribe. Tribe. Well, you know, tribe of nerds. A tribe of nerds. Is this some type of? You're not part of the cave clan, are you? <laughs> no. No. You don't go into tunnels and no. Oh, uh, I try and stick away from tunnels. Yeah. All right. All right let's see. So grade seven, you went to high school. You started grade seven. So when did you feel that you were a nerd? When did this come on? Uh, I mean, well, I probably felt like I was a nerd maybe towards the end of primary school, but definitely in high school. Yeah. I think that definitely that sort of placed me, right. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dad, dad was a is a computer geek, right, right, uh, and yeah, and and I sort of found my my place among other computer geeks and you know oh. people who love playing computer games. What you got computer geeks in grade seven? Yeah. You're kidding me. Oh, yeah. Is that what the youth of today do? Absolutely. The gamers. That's all they do. <laughs> I'm shocked. How about reading, writing, arithmetic? What's happened to that? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Socrates would be turning over in his grave. You know what Socrates said about the youth of today? What did he say? He said they were lazy, they no gooders, they'd amount to nothing. That's well, what we say about you, my boys. Well, he, he was spot on. <laughs> so what? Yeah, uh, most of our listeners are over ninety-five, and, and they're not—they're <laughs> not, you know, not used to these words like nerd. How would you define a nerd? What's a nerd? Loves computer games. Right. Not a lot of physical exercise. Right. You know, shies away from the sun. Right. Um, vitamin D deficiency. Vit- yeah, <laughs> vitamin D. Yeah, weak bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Do you lo- were you the type of little kid who used to lock away in his room and yeah. surf the net? Absolutely. You kept off the porn sites, hopefully. Oh, I c- can't say I commit to answering. <laughs> that you don't one. have to answer that. <laughs> That's what Dale's here for, keep me on the straight and narrow. So. What, you 13, 14, grade 7? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And how, how good were you at with computers? Uh, I think I'd, oh, I can't remember when I built my first computer, but it would have been around then. Yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, did you use the B word? The B word, yeah. Built. Built, built yeah. You built your own computer. Yeah. Is this some form of child abuse from your <laughs> IT father or something? Or what? <laughs> he said, you build this computer, you're not leaving your room. <laughs> well, if you'd have done that, it would have been a... <laughs> it would have been a pleasure. <laughs> it would have been the best thing. So Especially if I could have stayed home from school. Yeah. Yeah, how does a 13 and 14-year-old build a computer? Where do you get the parts? Oh, the local computer store. Yeah. What, they sell parts 
Yeah, yeah, individual parts. Individual yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah you a, a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper than buying your own. So, so, so what do you, apart from being cheaper, what can you do with your computer? You, you can just make it... You can put in all the parts that you want to put in. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is this what... Yeah. Is this what... This is when they talk about internet sex, is it? No, no, like, no. <laughs> you put your little parts on your computer so that you, you like watch. I don't know what sort of internet sex you've been If you, you like watching movies, then you can put on better graphics cards. If you like oh, yeah. listening to music, you put on better sound oh, cards. Right. It's like this okay. very exactly. rudimentary yeah. explanation. That's it. That's spot on. So there was a course in making your own computer, or you just did it? Uh, you know, there are there are various sites you can go to that sort of explain how to do it. Um, and there's, yeah, there's like a big community oh, is this Oh, is this like when you join IS and you can go to the bomb-making site? It's the same, <laughs> same principle? Oh, you know, yeah. You make a computer, you go to a computer-making site. That's, that's right. I, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the internet doesn't just have terrorism. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know about computer crime. <laughs> you know, I've, in, my, in my day, it was armed robbery, you know? That was the big thing. That is very concerning. Um, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying that that's that's passe these days. It's all about computer crime. I'm very impressed the way you still are sent off a million in you know, a ten million accounts and you're a millionaire. Well, <laughs> sure, you know well, you can do that. If that's what you intend. Uh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure you're a very honest man. So, how long did this phase last in high school? Uh it's it's lasted up until now, I'd say. Excuse me? He's um, still in high school. <laughs> still, still a nerd. No, no, yeah, no, still but, building my computers. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but, I mean, so all through high school you were into computers? Uh, yeah. yeah in, in, in some way or another. I think, I think it sort of dulled down towards the end, you yeah. know, when it got, got to the pointy end of, you know. Year 12. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So you didn't excel at anything? I didn't say you're a math. Are all nerds math geniuses? Do you have to be a math no. genius? No. No, some are. Some are. No. But not all are. No, and no. you weren't, obviously. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I ended up. I, I, I ended up doing pretty well. I, I think I was t- top of my class in year twelve maths, but mm-hmm. was sort of there were a bunch of different maths classes, and I think I was probably in the worst maths class. <laughs> so I was, right, yeah, right, the best right. of the worst. <laughs> and, and did, did you did, it, did any time you can't do any sport? Yeah, I did sport. What did throughout. you do? Yeah, um, uh, tennis and soccer. Well, you were a real. What did you play in soccer? Uh, it was um, the East Bentley Greens. Ah, yes, they got a reputation. So, uh, what position did you play on the soccer field? Uh, it was mid left and mid-left. defense. Mid left and. Now, is that? That's a Cypriot club, isn't it? Bentley yes. Greens. Yeah. No. So yeah, I know a lot of things. You may not. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Bentley Greens and then East Bentley Strikers. Strikers. So I actually played between the two. I started off at um, uh, East Bentley uh, at Bentley Greens. Yeah. So yeah. then, then obviously they realised you weren't much of a soccer player, so they sent you to East Bentley. Is that what happened? <laughs> that's <laughs> what usually happens. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what happened. Exactly. It was, yeah. it was a pretty serious club. Oh, it's very serious yeah, club. Yeah. yeah. You know, you yeah. can't every every second day. You know, I think it training. was when when they started betting on the games that I was like. Oh, Okay, I I might you know yeah. I might move over to a, a less serious <laughs> club. I'm gonna make yeah. So did you did you graduate from year twelve? I did. I I graduated. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what um, what doors opened up for you? Uh yeah, I I had a I had quite a few doors open for me. I think my uh, philosophy going through year twelve was um you know get get the best mark that I can to mm-hmm. to open the doors. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah I. I had a bunch of things on my mind once I graduated and, you know, gone through that stage where you can mm-hmm. sort of 
mm. you know what what you know you right. you finish this thing and then you think oh god what course am I going to do and of course yeah, you you haven't sure. you haven't done much prep in, no. in spite of all of the for careers sure. advisors yeah, but, but you had options at, I had at, options yeah at the end of year twelve yeah I I chose I, I went for something general. General, yeah, because I, I didn't, I didn't, Arts, law or something. didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, close, commerce, close. commerce, <laughs> commerce, oh. science, commerce, commerce and science, and science, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a reasonable combination. Yeah, I was just thinking of that little joke, but I don't think I could share it. It's kind of no, no, four twenty three, yeah, radical Australia, community radio three CR, little joke. No, that's all right. Now there's a little, there's a little cartoon. Have you seen the cartoon about Freud? No, but you know when you said. Uh, Thing, what's on my mind? You had a lot of things on your mind. Well, yeah. A little cartoon of Freud. You could see a naked woman draped over his forehead. That wasn't part of your <laughs> interest as a young man, or or I, naked men, or something. I, no? I, th- I think it probably would have been on my mind, just in a in a different capacity. In a different capacity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously you're a brilliant student. You did well. You did. Where did you go to do this commerce law degree? Uh, Monash, Clayton. Well, where else? East Bentley boy, of course. You obviously, you wouldn't go to Melbourne. You wouldn't even contemplate it, would you? You'd have to catch oh. public transport. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Although I did end up catching a fair bit of public transport to Monash. Yeah, it's pretty hard about getting to Monash, isn't it? Uh, the buses aren't too bad. That's about all there is, isn't it? That's about it. There's no yeah. train station. No. Uh, no. Very little carpool. Well, you can go to Clayton. You have to just have to walk a fair way. Well, it is a bloody good walk from Clayton Station to Monash. Yeah. That'll take at least 40 minutes. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. No. You know the fumes up, up and down that highway there? Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. No. 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 You can tell I'm a... I'm, I come from south of the era like you, son. Jacques. There aren't many Jacques. of us left. Well, there's a lot of us. Two-thirds of the Melbourne live south of the Yarra, but the trouble is the one-third that live north of the Yarra think they are Melbourne <laughs> when they're just the off-cuts, you know, off yeah. well, off-cuts. Maybe, maybe it's just because I've been hanging around them that I get that impression. <laughs> been, well, yeah, they think, they, in think their circles. they think everything happens north of the Yarra. Yeah. Nothing happens north of the Yarra. All they do is breed like rabbits. Well, let's, let's get back to uh, your life. So... What's commerce law like at Com- Commerce science. So, oh, my apologies. <laughs> I'm not good enough for the law. Come on. <laughs> you don't have to be good to do law. <laughs> no, you've got, to, you've got to be good to do science because you need to deal with facts, not emotions, but not law. Facts? What are they? Well, that's what nerds do, don't they? They play with facts. Alternative facts? No, 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 just the real facts. Oh, real facts. Yeah, oh, we don't, we don't do that. I mean, you know, we used to call it propaganda. They call it fake news now. We used to call it propaganda in our day. Uh, Nothing has changed. Yeah. You ever heard the word propaganda? I have. Yeah, well, there you are. There's not much between propaganda and fake news, is there? Uh, no, probably not. No, no. When you boil it down? No. no it's just, everybody thinks, oh, the groper has come up with this concept of fake news. It's propaganda, boy. He should have a talk to Kim Il-jung. He'll tell me all about propaganda. Now, getting back to your life, sorry, confusing you with Kim. Um, what does a man do at university these days, doing commerce science? What do you do? You just go to lectures and things? or Is it all computerised? Do you actually see a lecturer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, when I was going through, you did. Um, you know, you had the choice, of course. Um, but What do you mean you had a choice? Well, you, you had the choice of the online or, or the lecture theatre. What, you could stay at home and just... You can stay at home. And just do your whole course. Never interact with anybody. Oh, God. If you really wanted to do that, uh, you, you have to go in for the tutes. But right, right. You, not for the lectures. Yeah, do the tutors able to communicate at your level? It'd be a bit hard for them, wouldn't talking to people like you? You know, little little under, undergraduates? <laughs> oh, they get by. <laughs> they get by. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a bit hard getting 
serious concepts through to you, mob? You know, if you're gaming all night and you get their, you shoot bleary eyed, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, they, they manage, we manage, you know, it gets through. You, you, you did, you were gaming all night, weren't you? Uh, some of us were. Some of us were taking it more seriously than others. Right. Yeah. yeah. This gaming craze. Do you really think gaming should be an Olympic sport? I mean, I've seen huge oh, stadiums no. of people in South Korea cheering on. No. Little people in some corner, you know, pushing buttons. I have, don't... You, have you seen them? Yeah, I've, I know what you're talking about, but no. I wouldn't Did, consider it an Olympic sport. No. Do they have it in Australia, that type of gaming tournament with thousands of people? Uh, yeah, I've heard of them, and oh, right. my, my friends have gone along to them. And what do they think? Uh, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're nerds. These people are rock stars, aren't they? Yeah. They're the 21st century rock stars, the gamers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a big it's it's a big thing now. Yeah, yeah it really is. I reckon I reckon hand surgeons would really love gamers. <laughs> a lot of lot of injuries and strains and you know, you could actually put little metal implants into the joints to give them an advantage. You do they actually x-ray them before they go into these gaming tournaments just in case they've got an unfair advantage or I, I don't have a lot of experience with it, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that would be a, a booming industry. Well, I think so. I think if there's any young hand surgeons, that's what they should look at. You know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you can give drugs to athletes to make them go faster, why can't you put implants in gamers' fingers to well, you know let's talk afterwards. Let's let's go into business. I reckon. I yeah. reckon we could you know, this is isn't this the s- cyborg type of concept, you know? I, I I haven't heard about it, but I love it. Yeah. I love no, it. I've never heard of it either. That's I just made it up, but I reckon, I reckon there's a real market for it. Well, look, I've done a business degree. You? you seem you seem like a, you know, a, <laughs> an entrepreneur. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, well, as long as there's money to be made. Absolutely. Look, it's 428. This is Radical Australia, Community Radio 3CR. We are interviewing young Jack. Pronounce your surname for us. Bertolus. And you tell me he's from France. It's, it's French. How long have you been here? Your family been here? Uh, Dad was born... In, uh, dad was born here. Mm-hmm. His da- uh, his brother was born overseas oh. in Tunisia. Tunisia, yeah. So he was a Pierre Noir. That's right. Ah, so he was deported back to France, or he stayed on in Tunisia. I th- no, uh, the the family came over here. So it was right. it was a move from Tunisia right. to Australia, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And did he speak about that period? Or? Uh, dad? Hmm. Oh well, I mean, he was he was born here. Yes. So, but his his dad, I yeah. uh, didn't talk a lot about it from what I yeah, from what I gather. But I because I I mean I haven't heard yeah. a whole bunch about it. Yeah, so it very tough periods for European colonisers in North Africa during those periods. Over a million people died during the Algerian War of Independence mm. for a small country of less than twenty million. It's a lot of deaths. Well, let's not burden your family with that responsibility. <laughs> Now you said so you got your degree. Yep. And so what 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 letters do we put beside your name after you got your uh, commerce law uh, commerce science degree? Uh Bcom. Bcom. BSC. Yes. Very nice. Bcom BSC. It's got a nice ring to it. Did you go to the graduation ceremony? I did. And did dad and mum turn up? Yep, and grandma. And grandma. Yep. Oh, that's really good. No, and and her partner. Excuse me, her partner was that's <laughs> I don't want to go down that path. She's not married, your grandma. No. Oh, well, this is this this sounds, this sounds. Maybe I should have been interviewing your grandma. She sounds a bit more radical than you. <laughs> she probably is, actually. <laughs> All right. Look, uh, look, look. I don't want to be rude, Jack, but uh, 
this sounds like a pretty uh, normal life, you know, for a young man in 21st century Melbourne to date. But then you said you did a business degree. Where did that come out of? Well, that was that was the oh, that's the business degree. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, no, commerce, commerce, business. You know, same, same. Is it? Yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought it, gave, it allowed you to run a store at a uh, market on a Saturday. It's a commerce degree. <laughs> that's sure. Yeah. It it does. But that's about it. Does, it, it, it? Well, it does allow you to do yeah. that, and yeah. and a whole bunch yeah. of other things, I guess. So what? You're 22, 23, and you kind of that's it. You leave university with a commerce. You didn't do any postgraduate work, did you? No, no postgrad. I was I was thinking about it. Right. Um, yeah. I under my commerce degree, I majored in pharmacology, and so Very I was. Good. You know, I was... I was drug pusher. I well, I was thinking about the drug pushing. I, I won't lie. It was right. something I considered. Yes. Um, but it just... Yeah. Well, it didn't tick the ethical boxes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. look, I, I've been a doctor now for 42 years. Makes me sick thinking about it. And I've never once talked to a drug rep. That, and you're quite right. It's an ethical, it's moral thing. decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah, that's actually, that's just come out today. There's a, there's a, oh, was it today or yesterday? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of news about um, the amount of money that, there was a, a study done on the amount of money that um, doctors have received from pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in order to go to yep. conferences and, right. and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I just, well, you need I don't to like to, it. You, well, you need to go to Paris to learn about the latest uh, blood pressure medication, especially if it's not on the PBS. Because you've got to push it on your patients and say, you know, look, I'm sorry it's not subsidised by the Commonwealth Government, but it will be in five or six years, but you can pay $90 a packet now. Yeah. So you didn't think that was for you? No. So did you actually look at it? I did, yeah. No, I, I did look at it and I yeah. considered it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it just it, it didn't tick the ethical boxes for me. It was it was especially around those issues of, are the I looked at the, you know, the patients, are they actually going to be getting the right drugs and it's just a it's just a, a corruption of the of mm-hmm. the whole system you know they should be making unbiased decisions about yeah. what what yeah. drugs they're prescribing and I really love when you actually um, fund research and you don't allow the people doing the research to publish it if the results are negative yeah that's 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 the big thing now in universities yeah you know, you've got private funding of research but uh, you can only publish if it's a if it's a positive result yeah, so you never know that well, yeah, because you never know that you never actually know the full gamut of what no. the of what the research has shown. That's it right. skews people into certain directions because yeah. these are multi-billion-dollar industries. Yeah, I mean, even even outside of that, I think you know your results are sort of cheered more mm-hmm. if they have if they do yield positive results. Um, and and that's it, it's a it's a it's a problem. Yeah. So, when did you notice ethics creeping into your decision-making process? That's that's a good question. Uh, of Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> when he built his first computer. <laughs> well, it could have. Yeah, it could have. There's, there's ethical issues. In I, this you know, I think it actually stems from my mum just telling me to do the right. She's, she's always, she always told me, I don't mind what you do. I just want you to be a good person. And so I, I think I always had that instilled in me that I think I should, you know, I should be doing the right thing. And. I knew that the issues were there with with the drug thing, and you know, it, it, yeah. When when did ethics creep into my consciousness generally? I think it was I think it was probably pretty early on, honestly. Mm. Yeah, your mother's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> she should have been a 21st century helicopter parent. That's what she should have been. I mean, teaching you ethics, Dale. This is this is unheard of. It's great. It's great. Uh, that's why there's man's here. 
He's made ethical decisions before he's 25. It's disgusting. I mean, I mean the youth of today. It's, it's, it's funny to joke about, but it's not so no, funny no, in, in how very rare serious. it is. You know? Well, it's very rare, but again, again, obviously your parents had time. When, when's it supposed to start? It well, never starts. That's what I'm just, that's what I guess is the, the consideration mm. of this program. Everyone mm. sort of mm. finds different parts of their passions being piqued by different parts, different right. experiences mm. within their lives. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. I think it probably came on before that, though. Um, you know, at the time at the time that I was, uh, you know, thinking about pharmacy and pharmacology, mm-hmm. uh, I was also thinking about climate change quite a lot because that had, you know, that had cropped up in in my climate my degree. change. Yeah. Why would you think about climate change? Oh, I did. What's, uh, wrong, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I, that, that wouldn't you wouldn't be the type of person to support a bit of clean coal. Oh, yeah, you know, God, what's wrong with a bit of clean coal? Come on, get with the program. So climate change, ethics, morals. Um, I don't know if I'm into, you're in the right place, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, Monash offered this, uh, y- you know, one of the things that sort of got me interested in, in climate change was that, you know, was was the course, um, you know, mm. commerce science. I, You know, it was something that I'd heard about in, in high school, actually, um, I think they they it was skimmed over in geography at one point. Bloody you know, Walshy teachers at high school, public well, schools got a lot to answer well, for. Well, funnily enough, I think it was actually someone trying to uh, push the contrarian view. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So it was uh, there was a big um, kerfuffle at one point about uh, this, this someone showing a uh, contrarian video in the classroom and you know mm. teachers arguing with one another. Oh no, you can't show that. That's not the latest evidence and right, all this right. sort of thing. Mm. Um, so I think I was, I think I, if anything, I came out of high school a bit confused on climate change and just thinking, what's this all about? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going into uni, I was kind of confronted with the choice uh, of majors um, under, under commerce, you know, the usual, you know, accounting, economics, all that stuff. I just thought it was pretty boring. And um, there was a, a major there listed on the, on the list that was sustainability. Mm-hmm. And I thought I started reading up about it and think thought you know what what's this all about? Mm. And it, it sounded pretty interesting, so I uh, so I chose that. Don't you believe in constant increased consumption? <laughs> what's this sustainability crap? That's right. The world is a, an infinite resource which we should exploit for our economic gain. Yeah. Well, that's no, my that's uh, my no, thesis. No, 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 you got it wrong. A small minority's economic gain, yeah. <laughs> not the uh, majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you wouldn't have been here. Well, Anna yeah. is still Anna yeah, economic yeah. gain. I'm, I'm quite concerned about this young man, uh, Dale. He, he he's used two e words now. You've mm. brought him up on, you know, you've pulled him up on the ethics, and then he <laughs> used the evidence word. So, do you actually think there is climate change real? It's not a, you know, uh, you know, yeah. I just I just keep thinking you'd have to be. You'd have to be bloody good to pull off a hoax that big, yeah. you know. It's yeah. But, but, but how come in Australia we're just so fixated, while the rest of the world, apart from Australia and the US, seems to have accepted that it's real and it's due to human, um, you know, activity? Why do you think we're fixated here in this country? Because this is what you're going to inherit when crap, crappy people like me die. You know, you're going to inherit what we left you, which is not going to be very nice. And why do you think it's so? So all pervasive. Well, uh, don't people call Australia a quarry? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be great. I mean, you get the Prime Minister talking about clean coal, you start, you start worrying, don't you? Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's, a, it's everyone but the Prime Minister. Uh, it, it, yeah, everyone but the Prime Minister is kind of 
has accepted and no, sort of no, moved no, on? No. Or? Most people in the Liberal National Party, Liberal, didn't the National Party just agree to phase oh, out? Oh, I mean, you know, the cor- it's the corporate sector. You know, the corporate sector's kind of <laughs> started to move beyond it, which we've, we've well, sort they of seen have, with yeah, AGL. They, yeah, they say, look, it's, there's no money in it. Yeah. That's what I was speaking about today. I thought, it's crazy. Here we is. AGL saying there's no money in coal. And the Prime Minister and the Liberal National Party are saying, well... Bloody greenies. To, exactly. We should bulldoze them. Remember those stickers on the back of trucks? Bulldoze a greenie? <laughs> I, I, think I'm, I think I'm too young to remember that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I haven't seen very much radical about you. So what happened after you left university? What, what happened then? Well, I... After uni, I actually applied to do pharmacy. So mm-hmm. I decided that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And then a month after I made that decision, I decided that I didn't want to be a pharmacist. So Ooh, l- I pulled lucky out. Lucky you. Lucky you. I, I think I discontinued three days before the census date. So right. I, I, I got out, you know, right on time, so right before it was going to be, you know, a permanent your mark life. on my your my record. That's right. <laughs> you know? life. The yeah. next debt for the for next year. Yeah. That's it. The lectures you didn't attend. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have liked that hex debt. No. Nah. Um, then... Uh, then after that, I, you know, I kind of, I was kind of grappling at that that stage about whether I wanted to do something about climate change or I wanted to be a pharmacist. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so I, no, I decided I, I want to do something about climate change. So I decided, you know, after sitting through many a lecture on on climate change throughout uni, you know, mm-hmm. it it sort of really started there that that sort of feeling of oh, shit, I've got to do something about this. Right. Um, I, I, so, I think I sort of realised that at uni through mm. doing lectures and that sort of thing. And then I was I remember walking around uni at Caulfield and seeing a sticker for AYCC. AYCC. The Australian Youth Climate Coalition. Thank you. Yeah. And I thought, what is that all about? Mm. Uh, so I, I had no idea what they were about. So I went to the website and um, sort of, yeah, found out what they were about. And it sort of just stuck in my mind. I think that was that might have been mm. six months before mm. I finished uni. Mm. And then so after uni, I you know I got in touch. Basically said, what can I do? I, I've got some free time. You know, I'm, I'm working um, casually. Uh, I've got yeah, I've just got time. Do they think, think you're a corporate spy? <laughs> Well, you are a young bloke, you know. I hope not. They ring up and say, excuse me, I'd like to help you. I think you just send in an email these days. Oh, that's right. You don't ring people. That's right. You don't want to interact with them. I understand no, that. No, no. Yeah, so send them an email and they send you one back, did they? they, they, they yeah, they said, yeah. give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They wanted to check you out. They wanted to check you out, boy. That's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, anybody can do an email. Well, yeah. Right, did you go in for a... I went in, I went for, I went in uh, for a meeting. Yeah. Um, Were there met- any induction procedures? you have to jump over a... A pile of coal or something. <laughs> Jumped over my coal, you know, yeah. put on an emo suit. Right. right. Um, then they, yeah, they sort of sat me down and and said, right, now you can you can make some phone calls. Um, uh, and uh, so yeah, I think they were organising Power Shift, which is their big. Um, I, I don't know if it's annual, but it's a it's a get together of. Um, yeah, it's a big sort of conference mm-hmm. for you know, young people in the climate movement to learn and be inspired and take action on climate change. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, and so that was, I think I was working on the Sydney one. That's right. I was working on the Sydney Power Shift, which right. was, I was doing that late 2014 and then mm-hmm. early 2015 was that 
I think that was PowerShift, or if it wasn't, it was another big conference up in Sydney. And yeah, I was just, um, you know, calling around, trying to trying to organize it, organizing all the food, um, mm-hmm. you know, accommodation, that's all that sort of stuff. Did many people turn up? Yeah, I think we, we got a really decent turnout for that one. I probably couldn't tell you the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, were, were you working as a volunteer at that stage? Uh, yeah, I was volunteering. Yeah, I was at that stage, volunteering. Totally yeah, volunteering. Yeah, I was. And, yeah. and how, how does this little deviation to climate change go? So I I went up for the for the conference mm-hmm. uh, for the for the uh, the big uh, event, and I got really inspired about what? about it. You got about, inspired? Yeah, you know well, who, about who, who are one of the, who who are some of the inspiring speakers? Uh. At the time, there was Amelia Telford, mm-hmm. so she's now the coordinator for SEED, mm-hmm. uh, Indigenous um, Youth Climate yep. Movement. And then um, I saw Tim Buckley, mm-hmm. who's the um, sort of Australian director at IEFA, mm-hmm. which is the Institute for Energy, Economics and Financial Analysis. And he kind of really brought, you know, I've got a bit of a scientific mind, he really brought that sort of rational financial argument that I, I hadn't really come across before for, you know, sort of uh, um, interacting with climate change from that financial perspective. Um, and, yeah, a, a, a bunch of other speakers, I, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, there so were, the financial there were aspect lot. interested you, so there is a, there is a finance. Yeah. A, yeah. So you reckon climate change accountancy is moving in the other direction? Climate change accountancy. Yeah. I call it climate change accountancy. Sure. You, know, you know, profit and loss. Sure. You think corporate, the corporate world is beginning to understand that uh, it's not in their best interest to continue losing money? That's right. Mm. Yeah. You reckon they understand? Well, well yeah. Well, it's about you know, it, it it it's about the money for them, and mm. and it's really heading. It's starting to really head in that direction. You know, especially with renewables. Um, it's just becoming so much cheaper and economically viable, and you know, not that I think that's that should be the primary driver, and I don't think. Uh, more do you think the primary should, driver should be? Well, of course, the the, the ethics, the the fact that you know, ethics. Yeah, we're moving towards a a planet that could potentially, mm. you know, mm. uh, host a a, mil, mm. a a billion people rather than seven. seven. What you're gonna cash your chips, are you, mate? Us old people, we're not gonna cash our chips. Us baby boomers, <laughs> we're the biggest consumers in human history. And we still continue to consume your life, your future. Well, it's interesting because one of the things that, you know, I studied throughout uni was, was the, the concept of decoupling, you know, decoupling economic growth from uh, carbon emissions and, and you know, mm. um, pollution, right. environmental impact. Right. And, you know, growth is, is, a, is a human concept. We made that yeah, up, you right. know. So if you define growth in terms of non-physical stuff, then you don't have... The impact. You don't have the waste. You don't have the pollution. You're trying to tell me there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> you're trying to tell there, me that there might be two, but there I'm not sure. Two. I'm not sure. Not don't sure. quote me on that. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just amazed. So, so, what have you been doing the last twelve months? What have I been doing? Yeah, the last twelve months. That's not what I've been doing. What have you been doing? <laughs> I've, I've been interviewing you. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been doing a bunch of research for market forces. Which is a yeah? What is market for? Yeah, so um, we're a, a, um, a financial. We sort of tackle climate change from a financial perspective. What does that mean? Come on. So we look at um, uh, financial institutions and how they, um, yeah, basically 
you know, every financial institution has a role in climate change. They they fund the the corporates that are, you know... Well, what, just define for me and, and, and plus 95-year-old listeners, what's a financial institution in the 21st century? Uh, bank, super fund, insurance company. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they've got capital which they invest. Yep. Right. And they've all got it, you know, companies need money to, you know, um, make projects happen. Right. And those projects are... You know, a lot of the time, fossil fuel projects. So you're saying that uh, corporations don't necessarily have the resources. They go to a company and they say, I've got this great idea and I'm going to give you your money back with 10% interest. I've got another great idea. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying you've got another great idea. (laughs) (laughs) And they give you money. They don't give us money. No, no, no. They don't give market forces money, but they give these corporations money. They give them money. And And you're actually saying that these money lenders... Banks... Yeah, the money lenders, we call them. You know, the no, banks, sure. the lenders. banks, the insurance companies, the superannuation funds, that they're starting to get a little bit toey about lending money for certain type of projects, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. Why would that be? Well, some of them are, you know, some some of them more than others, anyway. Mm. Um, you know, I think they see the writing on the wall. They see that, well, you know, at least, at least some of them do. Um, they see that they're... You know, if they sink this money into into these projects, they've mm. got to make a, a you know a decent return, and the the ability for the the projects to make a decent return is just not there there as much as it was in the past. Are you one of those radical types that's trying to undermine the Adani coal mine by actually <laughs> making sure they don't get financed? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Congratulations. So how how do you do that? Uh, well, you you provide the information. So it, you know, most you ask a person on the street mm-hmm. about if they have a bank account, they have a bank account. Yep. Um, what's the point of a bank account? To so that you can put your money in a place and so that it generates interest. That's you know that's pretty Mostly. much it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you do some transactions, you get a mortgage. Um, yep. That's you know, you get a credit card. That's about as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we ask the question, we dig deeper and, and ask, you know, okay, well, once they've got all this money, what do, what do they actually do with it? And so I, you know. I think people really ought to know that they're when they put their money with a, a bank, um, that bank is yeah lending it out to fossil fuel companies. You're kidding! Don't they just keep it in, in, in a safe somewhere? <laughs> so when you come into when you put your automatic teller card in, the money comes out. <laughs> you mean they lend it to other people? They lend my money. Shocking. To other people to create greenhouse emissions. Newsflash! Shocking. Absolutely. You're kidding. No. This happens. This happens. And with insurance companies and superannuation companies too. Yep. You mean my retirement money as a superannuant is going, if, I, you know, if I'm not a self-managed super fund, obviously, if I am, it doesn't matter. I decide where it goes. But if I'm not one of these big super funds, these people invest in things like tobacco and coal. You're kidding. And more often than not, if you don't know where it's invested, it's... It's probably invested in that stuff. So when, when I get my little statement every three months or six months from my super company, it tells me that I've made, lost, well, made so much, paid so much in fees, that I should actually be asking a few questions? Sure, absolutely. Because, because we can transfer funds, obviously. Yes. Is that possibility? So what there type is. of questions? Say somebody's listening who's got a, in a super fund, hasn't taken much interest, is interested in climate change, yep. wants to decrease greenhouse emissions, is interested in sustainability. What yep. questions should they ask? Uh, why are you investing my money in fossil fuels? How do they find that out? Uh, by going to superswitch.org.au. 
What's that? So that's our platform for looking at superannuation in terms of how much is invested in fossil fuels. So if you want to know, uh, yeah, if you, so you can go to SuperSwitch, you mm-hmm. type in the name of your fund, right? it'll pull up a graph and it'll show how much yeah, of it is invested us, in fossil tell fuels. Tell us slowly again, what's that site? Superswitch.org.au. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And that gives you evidence-based material? That's right. So uh, Not climate denial material? Not climate <laughs> denial material. Yeah, right. we, we use their uh, publicly available information from the funds right. to actually you know, show what their investments are. And you can click around and uh, see the different investments. So if you've got, you know, um, if you've got investments in a pure, what we call a pure play fossil fuel company, they only do fossil fuels. You can click on it and see all the companies that come under that category. Mm. You, if you want to know about, um, you know, big diversified companies like BHP, they do, mm. might do like iron ore. Mm. They also do coal. Mm. You can see all the companies that fit into that category as well. Right. And you can you can sort of yeah get a get a, a rough idea and and sometimes you can get a really good idea about um, you know exactly how much is invested. Um, in fossil fuels. Right. Have you got another site for banks, have you? Yep. So that's marketforces.org.au. And what do you do when you look at the banks? Uh, we track how much they're lending to all the different sectors, coal, oil, gas, LNG terminals, mm-hmm. you know, coal power, gas power. We, right. we break right. it all down. Right. Um, and we keep a profile of all of the banks um, lending uh, since 2008. We also track the big four and what they've loaned since they committed to running their businesses in line with two degrees. And shock, horror, they have been lending plenty of money to fossil fuels since they made those commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that information is available at mm-hmm. Market Forces. And we, yeah, we really encourage people to get informed about what your bank, what your super fund, what your insurance company is doing with Let, your money. Let's go with insurance company yep. next. Um, how much lending do insurance companies do in comparison to banks and uh, super funds? So, so just to clarify, so banks do lending, mm. um, su- uh, superannuation and insurance do investing. So they buy shares. That's it. Right. Okay. So, uh, look, they can do lending as well. But, but mainly shares. Mainly shares. Right. So the insurance companies like super funds, um, you know, they'll get money from their, their customers and they'll invest it. Mm. Um, insurance companies, so when you, for an insurance company, when you pay your premiums, you know, like for your for your car, for your house, mm. um, it goes into a pool. Some of that's set aside to, um, you know, well, a lot. Some of it has to be kept in cash. Some of it can be invested in shares. And you know, obviously, the cash bit is so that when a natural disaster happens due to climate change, they can pay you. Mm. Um, but some of it is also going towards other things, and mm. those other things include coal companies. Yeah. So we've got this cycle where you give your insurance company money to cover you for natural disasters. They take that money, they invest it in coal, and then they pay out when a natural disaster happens. Sounds pretty good to me. Sounds, you know, it's a circle, isn't it? <laughs> Unbroken circle. Yeah, Sounds good. Doesn't it doesn't sound accidental. No. Well, I think it just happens. Look, I'm, I'm really upset about talking to you, Jack. Jack? I'm sorry I'm upset. Mr. Lewis, I'm really upset. I mean, you're a, you're a terrorist. <sighs> You're a financial terrorist. You're trying to strangle, cut the war, the, the money supply to these nice corporate citizens. 
What type of radical are you? You're really dangerous. I know. What would compel... I mean, I mean, have we frisked this man before he came in? It's a in? great idea, you know. Like, it's the only pressure that they'll ever bow to is exactly. financial pressure, yeah, yeah. you know, and to have the individual take responsibility for mm. where they're... they're Every dollar is going, not just going, but where it's sitting. You know yeah. that that could that could create yeah, a lot of ex- a lot of pressure. Of the old, Absolutely, old idea of you know consumer boycotts. You know you've got direct totally. action and you've got consumer boycott as part of the direct action yeah. way of. And you need knowledge, and you provide the knowledge. And, and, and now, I'm going to ask you a tricky question here, Sonny boy. Who funds you people? I assume it's not the coal industry. <laughs> Absolutely not. How do you get funded? I assume uh, you get paid for what you're doing. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, it's through philanthropic donation. Well, Maybe. nice people give you money. That's it, yep. Big big sort of charitable orgs, um, yeah. both yeah. both here and overseas. And can, we, can people look at your uh, donations or not? Uh, I don't know that we break it down by no. the exact fund, but no. we do pro- we do provide that info on the website. Yeah, in like, yeah, we, we get, here's how we get funded. You've got to have the ethical background for people because the thing is belief, people. Why should they believe you and not the coal company? Yes, yeah. Um, and, I mean, we try to make our data as verifiable as possible. So, right. you know, especially, you know, with... Say Super Switch, for example, um, you can you can go to the company websites mm. and and get all that information. Mm. It's it's all there. It's all publicly available. Right. You can do it yourself. We just provide the analysis, really. Do you f- do you find you having more pressure on the industry based funds than the privately based funds or in super, or is it much um, of a muchness? It's. It's much of a muchness, I think. Mm. Um, you know, there are different. The, the thing is with industry funds, you can you can kind of you know who the member base is because they're serving that particular industry. Mm. So it it can be easier at times to engage with industry funds. Uh, for example, Unisuper is for you know the staff of universities and, yep. and TAFEs yep. and yep. you know higher education, uh, whereas you know the the sort of corporate funds run by the banks, for example, they. Come from everywhere. Yeah. Uh, right. So, hmm. yeah. But uh, that being said, with some industry funds, they they can be hard to engage with too. So that's good. That's very interesting. Could you give us all those websites again if people are interested? Yep. So it's marketforces.org.au uh, is for banks and insurance, and superswitch.org.au is for superannuation. You've packed a lot into 25 years. That's extraordinary. I mean, I mean, if I if I had one tenth of the talent you've got now as a terrorist, I would have been a successful political figure 50 years <laughs> ago. I mean, people like you, which we really need in the movement. I mean, people who can actually give us facts and figures. It's great. I'm I'm really I'm really proud of you. And you know, it's 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 not just facts and figures. So we we really need people to to act on this as well, and That's we really right. encourage people to act on it too. Well, most people don't understand what's going on, I and mean, the fact that you give them facts and figures gives them the bullets which they can use to make their choice. Yeah, because we've still got choices in a capitalist society. You can make choices where your money goes. I think I think we fall into the trap sometimes mm. of thinking that this money belongs to the bank or belongs to the super fund, mm. and that's just not the case. It's your money, you mm. know. It's it's your money being used for destructive purposes, yeah, yeah. and if it doesn't align with your values, you know, yeah, go, yeah. And, go and do something about it. We've got plenty of tools on, on, the, on the sites to actually, you know, contact the bank, put them on notice, mm. you know, and, and really take some, some solid action. That's right, and uh, they'd like, they wouldn't like their profitability to decrease. Their shareholders would go elsewhere. Well, thank you very much, Jack Batoulos. I wish you all the best for the next 75 years you'll have on the planet, and hopefully you'll be able to clean up 
the damage that people like me have caused during a lifetime of licentious consumption. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry, Jack, and I'm pleased you're cleaning up the mess, and I'm very proud of you and all the people that work with you doing this type of work, which is essential work to turn over this uh, monster. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, know, you very much. You know much. what they say, St George, kill the dragon? Jack, kill the dragon. <laughs> Yeah,